Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Hi there, and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. I am here with my good friend and client, uh, Jennifer Moore, who is the most fun, most crazy, most hilarious accountant I know. And I brought Jennifer on the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast because numbers can be fun, numbers can be sexy, and as beauty entrepreneurs, we can't be owning businesses without having our books and our affairs in order. And Jennifer makes it fun. She makes it so not intimidating. And it's just the most amazing way if you want to grow and scale your business. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Jennifer here now and have her tell a little bit more about what she does and how she can help hairstylists with their businesses. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sharon. I, I, first of all, that was an amazing intro. Thank you. I'll make sure I, I, I send the check later for that. Going. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. No, uh, yeah. So my name is uh, Jennifer Moore. Um, I own and operate a forward-thinking boutique bookkeeping firm called More Details. It's located in rural Foxborough, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> yes, I know you all are Googling it right now, wondering where the heck is Foxborough, Ontario, Canada. We're very proud to have a new stoplight. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a post office? you know. But anywho, I've been running this practice for the last 17 years. And maybe it's because I live in Foxborough that I have this personality and I am so excited to talk to people. But honestly, what really leveraged me to think about bookkeeping differently for clients is realizing that it was, it was really boring, but also very vital for businesses to survive. And I really forced myself to think differently about the traditional way that we saw accounting professionals like paper and you know, pocket protectors and hiding with a visor in a corner somewhere, usually dimly lit, um, you know, breaking that bias and, and coming out going like, can't we just make this radical? We have all these apps that are going at that time onto an iPhone and stuff like this. Like, why the heck is it happening in our, in our businesses? And so that phase has been called cloud accounting or what some people may refer to as financial technology. We've, we've upgraded you get accounting 2.0 now, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and these apps are super stellar and fun. And, and they're like styling tools. There's so many different things you could do with them. They're so much fun. But if used inappropriately, you can get burnt. I always say yeah. when you're starting out, when you're thinking about starting your own business, you need to become BFFs with your accountant, your lawyer, and your insurance broker. They may not be the 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 most fun people to take out to the bar. Like all the hairdressers were like, well, wait a minute. Bar, <laughs> no. But Jennifer is. Jennifer is that kind of fun. She's more like hairdresser fun than accountant fun. But I mean, we really do need to make looking at our numbers an exciting part of our day or our week or a month or whatever so that we don't show up at the end of the year and go, oh my God, what has happened? I'm bleeding yeah. out. I owe the government all this money because I didn't set aside money for taxes. I, you know, I spent way too much. I didn't make enough. I forgot to pay myself. Like, I'm in mm -hmm. up to my eyeballs in debt. And that just does not sound like my idea of a good time. And I know it does not sound like your idea no. of a good time either. That's no, probably. exactly. No, and it's you... not necessary. It's not necessary. No. Set yourself up right from the beginning with a really good plan. You're going to be so much further ahead in the long run. Yeah. What is some of the, the best advice? Say I have a, a client who's a hairstylist who wants is daydreaming about opening their own salon suites. It's time. They want to go out on their own. They've built their clientele. What 
is one of the first things you would tell someone as their bookkeeper before they made that venture? If I were to take it right down to like ground zero, my first thing would be to approach it as being a business and not a hobby. So my first thing would be to say, have you incorporated? Have you obtained your business number with Canada Revenue Agency? Have you set up your master business license? Have you established a business bank account and a separate credit card, which you'll likely have to have secured with your own personal finances, but is it separate? Set, setting yourself up properly is important. So many people start a business and realize, I needed a business number? If you're in Canada, yeah. don't even get me started in the U.S., folks. There's state <laughs> societies and there's you know municipal and county tax and all this good stuff. Set it up right from the beginning, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it gets very expensive to pay someone like me to clean up two years worth of stuff because yeah. it's half personal, half business, and it's mixed together. So that would be my first thing. Like you're thinking of starting a business. I can, I can help you in letting you know what you need to do, but you need to have these things in order before we help you. Okay. Then the next thing I would say is before you kind of get rolling a lot is what is the type of technology you're going to use? So we already know that you know the best tools to use for your salon, right? Like I, I have no idea. I'm amazed every time I, I step into Sharon's salon because I just look around. I have no idea how to use half of the stuff. It's the same thing on the financial side. Don't be afraid of it. What kind of tools can you use to make your life easier? Don't be afraid, okay? The financial side is a necessary evil to running a business. Do not stick your head in the sand. Don't, don't, don't avoid the problem. Face it head on, get uncomfortable. This is part of owning a business, is having somebody that helps you interpret your financials and make sure that your technology is set up properly. Things don't have to be done the old way. I, I made a little joke about issuing a check. We mandate our clients and try extremely hard for them to eliminate checks completely. Eliminate paper completely. Yeah, which is amazing, right? The, so many people are still operating on those those slow business practices where you can easily make mistakes, mm -hmm. right? So the more checks and balances you have set up right from the beginning, the better off you will be. And a, accounting software, something like QuickBooks you recommended. I know there's a bunch of other ones. Um, mm -hmm. If you just get going on that right off the bat, it makes it so much easier. And you can do that right from your phone, which is so yeah. amazing, right? You go buy something Legit. for your business, you yeah. can literally- enter yeah. that receipt directly into the the program right so exactly you want to think about data flow right you don't want to think about how do i organize this and put it in a folder or an envelope to give to somebody first of all you're you're delaying the whole financial story and financial health and feedback to you just by you yeah. doing that approach so leveraging technology if you could take pictures of an awesome haircut you just did and styled or makeup or whatever the case is, then you yeah. can take pictures of your receipts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have it go to a portal where someone like me can use technology to whip it into QuickBooks online and reconcile it and tell you the first week of the following month, how your financials are doing, or maybe set up a recurring report that gets emailed to you on what your revenue is like. But it all starts with how is the data going to flow? Okay. And that's yeah. right from your booking software, your Shopify account. If you're selling online, how are you going to feed the baby? How are you going to feed the baby is QuickBooks? How are you going to feed that portal information and making sure someone is 
safeguarding it, like, is it accurate? Because things can get doubled up or things can get missed. So your checks and balances is what we would call our superpowers. Accounting professionals is called reconciliation, social tax and a bunch of other stuff. But at this level, it's the reconciliations. We want to make sure that we are recording every expense for you to reduce your taxable income. And also, if you're in Canada, reduce your harmonized sales tax or whatever it may be. Okay, so this is a really important, vital process that needs to happen. Yeah. And, and again, once you set these things up, they can be a little intimidating at the beginning, but once you set them up and you learn how to use them, they simplify everything oh, and they really make your, they make your, your whole life easier. And then you can spend more time working behind the chair and less time working on your business. But I, I do believe yeah. it is important to have separate time to do both. Like, you know, yeah. build it into your schedule where you have office hours, where you can work on your business and budget for that. And also when you're setting your prices, budget for that time so that you're getting paid for those hours as well. Cause that's work too, right? You can't just make it what you're, you're doing behind the chair. And even just something that I think is really important is just when you're first starting out, try to think of every little expense that is going to come up. Like I, I do it sort of like by month, even like, what do I think is going to happen to me in January? Okay. My heat's going to be more expensive and, and that sort of, and then doing like a cash flow projection, but really getting nitty gritty. Like there's so many little supplies and I, I almost walk through every single nook and cranny of my salon and think about every expense that's going to happen in that little, like, you know, I'm in the bathroom. Okay. Well, I'm going to need to buy soap and I'm going to need to buy toilet paper and I'm going to need to buy like disinfectant, air freshener, garbage bags, like just all those little things. Right. And that just that one little tiny room in your, your salon, your bathroom has a bunch of expenses in there and that you have to account for. So before you open a salon, and I think there's a lot of independent stylists out there that do daydream about it. And they really like to focus on the setting the space up and making it look pretty, that sort of thing. And just creating this beautiful, comfortable haven for our clients to come to. But if you are stressed about money and are worried about how you're going to pay your bills, that is not going to be a good experience for yourself or your clients. And we want you to have a long career and a profitable business and accounting is really one of the first steps like getting those numbers right it's a necessary evil just train your business to pay yourself build in that value value yourself do not discount yourself to get business i made that mistake in the beginning as well oh and me but, too me too right? everything went back into my business and and certain things that i forgot about right that were going to cost me money and like taxes is a big one i see I, I, fortunately i was already set up never forgot taxes but um i do see a lot of stylists when they first go out on their own they just think they're making all this money and it just keeps coming in. And then all of a sudden at the end of the year, they got a $20,000 tax bill and no money left in their account. Like, what yeah. do you do then? And and there's you know? a lot. And, and then if you're relying on an accounting professional to tell you that, then it's like, it's, it's too little too late, right? Yeah. Like we could have helped you throughout the year. Like one thing I do when we have a new client that comes in is mandate them to pay themselves first. Like I've had, mm-hmm. I took a engineering firm that started as a concept idea with three engineers and they were just going to all throw $20,000 in the bank account and not pay themselves. I'm like, no, I'm not going to take you on unless you pay yourself. I don't care if it's $500 a week. I, I don't care, but start yourself yeah. now paying yourself for it. Now we've been able to help them and they're making several millions of dollars a year. Okay. Yeah. And the best, and the same thing on every call we have, Jenny, I'm so glad you kicked us in the butt to pay ourselves first. I'm like, yeah, 
yeah. because now they have employees and now they have all this great stuff. So really think about that and, and get uncomfortable with the numbers. When you're working with an accounting professional, think of it very much like a, a mentor psychiatrist kind of relationship. Believe me, I do financial therapy. That's more yeah. my job yeah. and reconciling is freaking financial therapy. I kid you not. Like the, the sessions I have with my clients now, like we've taken all the awkwardness out by using technology. Like there's a few things I'll ask them about, but really their time with me is like, Hey, Jenny, like just help me understand the profit and loss. Where, where did I spend too much money? What should I focus on? And we get into that as opposed to me making them feel stupid. That's not going to work. It's not going to work for me long-term. It's not going to work for you long-term. So find someone who's a good fit that makes you feel good. Numbers is not my love language. I'll just tell okay. you that right now. But I know that it's a, yeah. an, a really integral part of my business and that I have to be aware of it. And, and actually yeah. when your numbers are, are good and you're doing well, those numbers are hella sexy, you yeah. know? So, so if you can get your accountant to help you get to those numbers where they're, you're rocking your biz and you're, you're profitable, yeah. you can't wait to look at those numbers every month. I mean, I'm yeah. looking at my, my numbers every single day because Good. I don't want to go to bed not knowing what I made that day. It's a bit like, not that I do this, but I, I remember hearing about some supermodel where she was saying that she stepped on a scale every day and not to be obsessive about it, but she says, it does affect what I eat during the day. Like if I step on the scale in the morning and I'm a little heavier than I said, she goes, I eat more salad, right? And I'm not trying to starve myself or whatever. If you're checking them more often, checking in your bank accounts, making sure mm -hmm. you won't miss things mm -hmm. like me. And I'll uh, admit this, like many years ago, I paid someone else's insurance for about a year, right? It was the same company, pilot insurance, right? But I had two charges coming out every I don't know if it was every month or every quarter or whatever. It was a bit random. And I, I remember I was like reconciling things and I'm like, I know what this insurance is for, but I'm not sure what this one's Ask, for. Yeah. And yeah. so I called the insurance company and lo and behold, I've been paying somebody else's insurance for a whole year. And thank God I noticed. And thank God yeah. I got a refund. But like, yeah. Ask oh questions. God. Find yeah. like, don't be worried about looking stupid. Yeah. That's, you know, don't, don't ever be worried about that. Ask questions. First of all, who's the boss here? Is it the accounting professional, the insurance agent, the lawyer? No, no. You, you are the boss. Them. Yeah. You've hired yeah. them. You've yeah. hired them. So ask questions, ask in a respectful way, obviously, but like ask questions. Like, I don't understand. Can you help me understand? I don't understand what that means. Can you try a different approach? Ask questions. And for us, because sometimes we get really nerdy with our debits and credits and stuff. And sometimes we kind of forget because we're interpreting data. It's like, oh, yeah, let me make that clear. Let's go back to that. Because if you're uncomfortable, how are you going to grow? How, how, are you, how am I going to grow my services with you if you're not comfortable asking me questions? Let's put it that way. So yeah. I want you to ask me stupid questions. Yeah. For sure. And we know that we know that we have our own language. Like you don't understand when we talk about 6N and 20 vol and whatever else, but we get that. We understand <laughs> that. Right. And, you know, all, all the latest stuff and, yeah. and you have your language too, but it is a language we can learn, right? It's not as hard as learning an entire yeah. new, you know, foreign language. There are just some key things that you need to pay attention to. Exactly. Exactly that. Focus on 
key things, like maybe it's revenue, maybe it's gross profit, maybe it's not always the bottom line and the dollar amount in the bank account, which is a common one people like yeah. looking at. Like what, what is it? Is it maybe, maybe we need to come up with a reporting style to tell you how old your inventory is, what's not turning over. Cause that's, yeah. that's a different, that's a, right. So there's ways of looking at things. Um, and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be that ugly balance sheet and income statement and statement of cash flows. Challenge your accounting professional to give you reports in a way that you understand. Yeah. And I mean, the booking softwares nowadays are great. They have a yeah. lot of those reports and people aren't tapping into, uh, I mean, I know I even don't do this, this, uh, there's a lot more capability on my booking software than I even give it credit for. But mm -hmm. um, these may be things that are going to help you grow your business. And if that's the goal, right, mm -hmm. make more money so that you can afford the, the lifestyle that you want. Mm -hmm. um, then why not do it? I think it's important. And, you know, so, so often I hear, I always say like, if you 99% of your problems can be solved with more money and then the other 1%, you can afford to pay someone else to handle it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, just, it's one of those things, right. We, we try to make money unimportant, but it ranks right oh. up there with oxygen. We do need it to survive. And yeah. we need it to thrive and you can do more good if you've actually got more money. And so it's not a greedy thing. And no. for people who are uncomfortable around the numbers, it's like, okay, what is it that you're actually afraid of? Where's that fear? So when clients come to you, what do you find are their biggest fears surrounding money? Confidence. Confidence. Hmm. Yeah. So like their fears are, they don't know what they're doing. They're afraid of screwing it up. They're afraid of not having all of their efforts come to fruition. They're, they're just very uncomfortable with the with the idea of money and money and time are necessary evils. That's the medium of exchange. You know, we're not exchanging stones for things anymore and, you know, flint and <laughs> fur and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> well, and money's um, gotten weird. So because we're such a cashless society now, yeah. it's all digital. So it's we digital. should be thinking we should mm -hmm. be thinking in more modern terms with our accounting mm -hmm. for sure. Exactly. Like how many of us are carrying hundred dollars in our wallet right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we need to think more in tune with how our financial systems are too. Our financial systems have need to upgrade as well, right? Because we're not doing the typical bank deposits or cashing of checks and things like that. But yeah, like the fears, the fears are always that. And what you want to do is really align, um, you know, realistic, uh, goals with your business. Like, what is your goal? Your goal is to, like getting that first hundred thousand dollars in your business is always the hardest. I heck, let's bring it back. The first fifty, okay. Yeah. The first fifty is hard, okay. Yeah. Let alone a hundred. And you know, just refining the 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 matrix and the processes is really important. And getting educated on what you should be focusing on. And things are going to change. Be adaptable right? Like maybe something needs to change in how you're doing business. COVID taught us that, right? Yeah, um, sure. It was, it was a big wake up call for, for a lot of us on how we, we make money, how we save money. Uh, what do we do to, you know, secure our futures? So, you know, I would say like, that's the biggest fear is just is confidence. And you want to have somebody that helps you with your confidence. You can't offload it to your partner or your family unit. You need that individual person that speaks your language to help you with that. You don't want to put so much stress on your family or partner unit 
um, with that, you really need someone to help you through it. And that's why I keep coming back to financial therapy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people maybe are just intimidated by how much an accountant costs, but it's like a lot of things in business. They shouldn't, an accountant actually shouldn't cost you money. They should save you money and help you make more money. Or make you money. Like exactly. Like the way we have our uh, pricing structure is, it's not just like a one fee and this will be it for the rest of your life. We align our services in line with your growth. We want you to grow, right? Because that helps our service base as well. We're going to help you grow and so will our fees to you, but it's always going to be in the benefit of you growing. So that's important, right? And you would also expect the same from from your business as well. So like, it's just, you know, you have to come back to that getting uncomfortable. Is there like, do you have to pay someone full time to be an accountant or bookkeeper? Probably not in the startup mode. Educate yourself as much as possible with money coming in and money going out. Okay, that that was my first thing. You always want to be the nonstop you know, person with cash, I would say always an accounting professional shouldn't be spending your money, we should be accounting for your money, we can set up payments, like I set up payments through financial technology, for lots of customers, including corporate tax payments, and HSD payments, and all this good stuff, but they they press the go button. I don't, I don't spend their money, I set it up, right. So, you know, really look at that, educate yourself, you know, maybe it's having a consulting session with an accounting professional, like, hey, I can't afford your services right now, but I want to be set up for success. Like, there's very few of us as accounting professionals that are not, they're going to tell you that there's the door, like, we care, we want, like, I, I've coached a couple of people, you know, with a couple of sessions, like, hey, let's just get you started. I'm going to teach you how to do record keeping, not even going to call it bookkeeping, because I know you're going to run it into an iceberg, but right. at least you're going to learn, right? <laughs> the next time you steer the frigging boat, I'll help you and teach you and help you learn from your mistakes. And then as you grow and you see how we're involved, then maybe it's time for us to enter into a formal engagement and us to help you on a reoccurring monthly basis. But right. by then hopefully you're ready for it because you've set yourself up properly and you've yeah. figured that stuff out. So what are some yeah. of the key things that people should understand about their um, financials? Some some of the statements, yeah. maybe some of the... Yes. Yeah. I would always start with revenue. So tracing revenue. You want everything traceable. You want everything to flow. So we want everything to come back into that mothership, which is QuickBooks Online. And you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, feedback on how your business is doing. Keep in mind, the only way you're going to get feedback is how you're feeding it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're using a very archaic process like checks and yeah, I'm saying it's archaic. I'm saying straight up. If you're using checks, you are old school. It's okay. It's okay. That's a little bit of same thing with receipt catcher. If you can take a picture of a beautiful, you know, makeup that you just did or style, then you can take a picture of your receipts, right? So let's just keep that going. So always trace it as well. So keeping in, keeping in tune with your revenue is important. You know, there's the income statement. It's a very boring, off-putting statement. So what <laughs> I like to do with my clients is have income by month. So you can see, you know, I can make a beautiful report for you in QuickBooks Online. It's simple. And I can have it sent to you easily. I, I bring it through a data analysis platform before you get it, right? So it's like, you know, each month, how much you spent and how much you made and what your profit was. And maybe I'll give you another report, which is 
not just your standard income statement. Maybe it's um, your expenses as a percentage of your revenue. So we talked about the bathroom, right? Yeah. Maybe there's incidentals or supplies or cleaning supplies. Well, golly gee, if, if cleaning supplies ends up being 20% of your incoming revenue, you got yourself a bathroom problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going down the toilet. Yeah. Hey, Everybody's hey, going down the toilet. That's a good <laughs> phrase right there. We need to like. I told you right she could make it fun, guys. Yeah, you make it fun. A couple of things could be happening. Your expenses aren't being classified properly. So maybe you need to have another coaching session with someone to figure out how to do that, right? Or maybe something is wrong. Like maybe you're having a, a cleaning company come in and you know, maybe you should be looking at that because it's literally 20% of your revenue. So those, yeah. there's different ways that we can set up little flags for you. I mean, it's not going to be a complete bonk in the head. You know, we can, it doesn't have to be intimidating, right? Same with the balance sheet. Like I can break that out by month and let you know, hey, your, your cash has gone like this and your payables have gone like this or your receivables are growing. That's a big area. If you're collecting on account, Oh, that's a bad game. Yeah, at least that is not something our businesses generally have. Like most people don't leave the, the building yeah. until they've paid their bills. Yeah. So we're yeah. lucky that way. Accounts receivable is not something we, um, yeah. but accounts payable we often have, right? Yeah, but <laughs> the big one money. for you is to manage your sales tax, Yeah. right? So like if you see that your sales tax is $1,000, you brought in net 1000 So if you're in the province of Ontario, Okay, I understand there's state tax. We're talking about Canada at the moment. Uh, state tax, you would do a percentage of your revenue. Okay, so you would handle it a little bit differently. But let's say you're in Canada, you know, what is the amount of your sales tax line item on your balance sheet? And maybe we give you a separate report and you're like, okay, so Sharon, you got a report from me. It says your net sales tax for the uh, month ending uh, September was, let's just throw a number out there, $6,000. $6,000, 346 bucks. I don't know, something, okay? I want you to take that money right now that's in your bank account, and I want you to send it to Canada Revenue Agency as an HST installment. So that's one way you can be set up for success, right? That's one way that we can help you in making sure you're not building up that $20,000 bill at yeah. the end of the year. The other thing might be, you know, for state tax, hey, what's your revenue times your percentages, whatever, whatever remit this to your state authority or put it in a separate bank account that you will not look at at all. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really good advice. And, and I've read that lots of times, like thinking that in that profit first book or whatever, he yeah. has, he set up all different bank accounts yeah. um, to keep your money straight. And I don't, I don't personally do that. It's but expensive I, for I, bookkeeping. I'll be honest with you. The more bank is, accounts you set up, the more your rates are going to be. So yeah, more expensive. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. And plus there was way too many bank fees, but you know, you just yep. setting aside that money. Right. And I do have like one other, cause I do have a big loan payment after COVID and I do mm -hmm. put weekly deposits in that bank account so that I know yep. when the, when it's due, I'll have enough in there. So, yep. you know, there's, there is merit to that for certain things for yeah. sure. Yeah. For Protect sure. your business against your own self. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's like, <laughs> yeah. Cause usually our business <laughs> problems are usually our problems. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, admit that. like when I say to a client, like, you know, you're really bad at this. Like, like we need to like figure this out. Right. Like, yeah, well, I mean, some people don't, and, and again, it's, it is a language, right. Yep. And it doesn't have to be like, I know you just said a lot of stuff there. And like, I was trying not to have, you know, you know, don't palpitations there. Don't, don't. That is yeah, because place. even 25 years into running businesses and multiple different businesses across multiple different industries, um, 
like it's still a lot it is a lot to think about especially yeah. when you get into you know and, and things that, that are, are helpful to me I know I like benchmarks knowing like what you said your rent should only be about this much of your revenue or you know yeah. you said oh your your bathroom supplies are 20 percent of your revenue like yeah something's off there right <laughs> but sometimes it's the big numbers but sometimes it's those little things that leak out you know you got holes in your bucket and you you're just dripping yeah. out all these little things, ghost money, like my insurance payment, right? Yeah. <laughs> somebody else's and account. You take a deep dive, right? Like you do. Yeah. Like, it's like, if it's 20%, like what I would do on, you know, maybe our cadence calls that we have with the clients, like we're going to dig into that account right now and figure this out. We had one client paying 340 bucks for Zoom. He doesn't use Zoom. He uses Microsoft yeah. Teams. I'm like, why are you paying? And that was every month. He's yeah. like, I don't know about you. But 340 bucks to pay for an awful lot of coffee. We get caught up in our business and we sometimes are not paying attention. And yeah. then it, then we feel, and this is something too that I've gone through, you end up feeling shameful. Yeah. And that Don't is the worst thing. Shameful. And this is what I do not want for you people out there. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel shame for your business. I don't want you to feel stressed over your business. The numbers are actually just data that is telling you the health of your business and they can, it can guide you and accelerate you and really impact how you live your life. But if you can just get a handle on your finances, I promise you, you'll have so much more happiness in running your business and so much less stress. You'll sleep better at night, mm -hmm. getting these numbers on board and having a professional really guide you through that. Like, I know I'm no expert when it comes to money. I do not really like looking at spreadsheets. The reports, you know, it's great when you're profitable. Those reports are really fun to look at. But when things are a little bit scary, and I've been in those scary situations. I mean, when COVID happened, and I just split with my husband. I um, I was already hanging by a thread financially. And then that happened. I thought I was going to go bankrupt. Like, yeah. but it was my, you know, my lawyer, my financials, like those were the people that I really tapped into at that moment, because I was feeling so lost, so confused, so scared. Mm -hmm. And they were the voice of reason that helped me get back on track and go from, you know, a couple of years ago, thinking I was going bankrupt to being like financially stable. And then, you know, exactly. so much further ahead to just two short years later, like it's incredible. Okay. Own it. Let it empower you. Don't let it scare you. It should be empowering you. And during those times of profitability, build up that cushion for when it's not going to be, right? When that heating bill is going to double in February in Canada because we live in igloos. Last year, I had pipes burst. Oh. And luckily, it was in a building that um, it was just a storage building. But oh, like, man. you know, and now I have to renovate that. I have to deal with that. So that was an expense that, so there's That's always, like, you always want yeah. a bit of a cushion because there's always incidentals, you know, there's always things yeah. that can, can happen. And, you know, mm -hmm. we've had some crazy extreme weather. I mean, and that's part of being a business owner, right? Like if you, if you're wanting that euphoric life of having the financial freedom, having, you know, following your passion, doing what you love, you have to also do some of the other things as well and they're not actually that scary when you actually look at something it's actually not that scary yeah when it's you face it head on and you have a good a guide not, and a mentor that knows what yeah. they're talking about 
to walk you through it. No, it isn't that scary. It's not that scary. Once you know what you're supposed to be doing and you're getting the information you need to do to, to, you know, you're getting the reports, like, you know, ask if you're not getting things the way you need to, then just like an employee, maybe you need to think about firing someone, right? Like find someone that's going to give you what you need and be open and honest and communicative about what your needs are. Like I, I have engineers, I've, I've even talked to, you know, doctors, like, and I'm only saying this because people see individuals such as that as being highly educated and know everything. No, they don't. They don't know anything yeah. about income statements. Most of them, you know, cause they're not taught that in, in their, in their schooling, uh, post-secondary education, our high schools are still starting to bring that in. Right. So don't ever feel inferior um, and ask questions. Yeah, we, we're experts in our field and you're yeah. an expert in your field. And yeah. when we come together, amazing <laughs> things can happen. But yeah, I'm not better than you. You're not better things. than me. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, you know what? It's just people. As Renee, yeah. Brown, Renee Brown would say, people, people, people. It's just people. <laughs> it's just another person. You've got skills that I don't have and I've got skills that you don't have. And if we come together and get it yeah. working. So some advice to the aspiring stylist who wants to maybe consider opening up their own place. And I know there's a lot of people out there that the, the lure of becoming your own boss is so sexy. Um, mm. What sort of our last thing, our last piece of advice that you could give to uh, the unstoppable stylist out there who wants to, you know, style a life they love and build an incredible business. Give, yeah. give them some good advice, Jennifer. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not even going to take the financial route. I'm going to come back to something I kind of peppered on value yourself. That is important in everything you do in life. Okay. Value yourself. You have value, work on your confidence you have value and you need to be able to assert your value in a positive way, regardless of which gender you identify as. You need to be able to assert your value in order to run a profitable business. And that's before debits and credits. It starts with you. Yeah, that's great. So thank you to everyone who's listening to this. I hope that if you are in startup mode or even if you're in, in the messy middle realizing how powerful it can be to really take hold of your financials and set yourself up right from the beginning or from wherever you are at right now, it can make a huge impact. And I do have a free resource available on my website. It's a little workbook, but it's for beauty entrepreneurs who want to take control of your profits because profit should come first and paying yourself first is a really important piece of that. And like Jennifer said, we have value and we need to recognize that in ourselves and then our clients will also recognize that in us. So thank you, Jennifer, for joining us on the Unstoppable Stylist podcast. Everyone, best of luck in your future endeavors. Check out the unstoppablestylist.com for even more help to grow your beauty business and style a life you love.